Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. I'm Certified Kingdom Advisor Mark Trice. I'm joined here in the studio today by my co-host, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going really well, Jesse. It's kind of the middle of the month of May, or it's getting a little bit warmer outside, but the financial topics just keep coming up. Yes, they do. And we got a good one today. For those of you who maybe had a tough year last year, maybe you have some winners, maybe some losers in your portfolio. Uh, We're going to talk about some reasons why you might want to sell your losers, which I know in the industry, most people are not talking about. That's right. And so I take the line from Kenny Rogers, uh-huh. Uh, the gambler famous song. Famous minister? No. No, he's not a famous minister, but he's got a good good country <laughs> song, so yes, we, we miss him. Uh, but you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Yes, you do. And know when to walk away and know when to run. <laughs> Just sing the whole song for us. I, I can, yeah. I think I can. <laughs> uh, my parents used to listen to it on an 8-track in our station wagon. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, wh- what, do you, you know, what do you need to think about when you're thinking about maximizing or minimizing our taxes when it comes to our portfolio. Now, I, I will say this. Um, a lot of financial advisors don't like to sell um, the losers. Okay. All right? And that's a, that's, a, that's a bias that a lot of our industry have. They don't want to sell the losers because they want them to come back. That's, and in oh. fact, a lot of clients are the same way. We hear that all the time. They don't want to sell their losers. Just it's wait for come it back. to come back and we'll, we'll, sell, we'll sell them that. Well, Which might have a little bit of truth here and there, but overall, I mean, we're going to talk about why you would actually want to get rid of them in that moment. And, and modern portfolio theory in itself tends to want to sell the winners mm-hmm. to buy the losers. It's called rebalancing, and we're not going to get into that today. We should have a whole show on that, Jesse, but right. we're going to talk more about how do you harvest your losses to your advantage? So first thing here would be maybe you want to realize some gains. Let's just say you have a winner in the portfolio. It's made you lots of gains, and you want to harvest that. And that would be a good good thing to do, maybe, if you wanted to trim the amount of profits that you made off of there. Mm-hmm. Now, there's lots of different ways that you can minimize the taxes on that. But um, you can also, one of the things we encourage our clients to do is their charitable giving. You can give right. a highly appreciated stock or mutual fund to a nonprofit and that is another way to to minimize those taxes or maybe even avoid the taxes and all that game. Right. And we hope that you're already working with an advisor that's thinking about your tax preference and uh, how to be efficient there. And also they align with your values. If you're a giver, then they want to help you give. So last year, we had a lot of things that were losses, right? Yes. Yeah, almost everybody experienced some losses last year. So how can you use that loss in the portfolio to potentially get a little bit of a tax break? Well, there's several ways, but let's just say you realized 10000 or so in short-term capital gain and 15000 in capital losses. Um, you can harvest that and offset it. So basically, if I, if I have $10,000 of short-term capital gains and I have $15,000 of capital losses, they would wipe each other out, partially at least. It, essentially, yes, but it's not quite that simple. You can only carry forward 3000 of that. And you want to make sure that, like, you can't carry it, you can carry it forward forever, but only deduct $3,000 off of your ordinary income tax each year. Folks, it's really important that you talk to a tax professional if you're thinking about any of these tax harvesting strategies, but you may want to to use that in the future, because there are probably a lot of you out there that have some type of short or long-term capital losses, and how do you take advantage of that 
to help you with your income taxes. Right. Another reason might be that you want to reduce your taxable income. If, if you don't have investment gains to offset, or if you realize more losses than gains, you can get up to $3,000, as Jesse was talking about, in right. losses. I, I think I misspoke there. It's 3000 that you can deduct from ordinary income this for, year. From ordinary income. you can income. carry 2000 forward, right? You, you can carry a lot, all of it forward. Okay? Right. So, so you want to reduce your taxable income. That's another reason. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason to maybe... You know, to sell, to harvest those things, there's there's you need some cash, right? You're right. You need some cash. There's an there's an adage among traders out there: let your winners run. If you don't want to sell your winners prematurely, it might make sense um, to generate the necessary income that you need by selling your losers, which can allow you to offset up that three thousand dollars a year in ordinary income. Right. If you need that cash and it it has gain in it, you can essentially work out a deal to pay little or no tax on it. So the, the challenge is with all this, you have to make sure that you're working with a tax planner or a CPA that'll help you analyze all these things. We have a right. number of different tools in our office that help us analyze a person's return and look for different uh, efficiencies that can be done. Right. We can also look at your portfolio to see, hey, do, you may not know that you have some some losers in the portfolio that need to go. Now, this is kind of contradictory to modern portfolio theory because... When you're rebalancing your portfolio, the theory goes that if you if you keep all the same proportions in your pie chart, if you mm-hmm. will, I'm holding this up to the camera, and every year or every quarter, whatever the frequency may be, if you rebalance that, now... That means that a piece of the pie grew a little bit. Yeah. You had good success with a part of the pie and not so good success with the, the other parts of the pie. And the modern portfolio theory tells us that we should sell the winners every once in a while to rebalance and purchase the losers. Now, intuitively, Jesse, this does not make any sense to me. Not really. Why do I want to sell my loser winners and buy the losers? You should, like the adage says, let your winners run. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just it's standard practice across the industry, though. That thousands of advisors are doing this with their clients every day. It it is, and sometimes that creates more taxes for the client that they didn't really need to to take right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, tax planning is so important when it comes to your portfolio, when it comes to your gift planning, when it comes to your estate planning, and a lot of people just ignore it, and, and it's it's a critical area. All right, right, so the next one we wanted to talk about was, hey, maybe the investment no longer fits your strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that particular holding just doesn't fit in the portfolio. Maybe I bought that a long time ago. When I was younger, and now I'm more I'm more risk averse. I don't want, I want to avoid risk, and that's too volatile a particular portfolio, right? For, to be in my portfolio. Around our office, we sometimes talk about there's always a next phase, and you move throughout those phases in your life, and maybe an investment no longer fits the phase that you're in. Yeah, and the the thing that we, that we talk about there, and this is one of those behavioral biases that we have. It's it's hard to let go of an investment that's lost value. And this is one of this this bias is called the break-even fallacy, all right? Okay. It, it's our in- instinct to wait to sell an investment until it rebounds to our original purchase price. Mm. Folks, it may never rebound to our original purchase price. Um I I'll I'll share a story. I can't tell you names and so forth, but this this fellow really wanted to hold on to an oil stock that was basically gone to nothing. Yeah. And he said, it'll come back. And 10 years later, it's still 
delisted. It's not. It's on the pink sheets, and it's not worth anything. He could have got some of his money out, harvested some tax losses, would have got some of his money back, but not all of it. So you, you want to make sure that you, we don't let our, our biases shape our investment decisions, right? especially when it comes to tax planning. If Go ahead. I was just going to say, there, there are a couple things that we need to consider, though, do, when doing this strategy. Yeah. Um, there, there's a big difference between short and long-term capital gains. Yeah, explain that a little bit, because I don't think people realize that there's a big difference. Yeah, so short-term capital gains are taxed at ordinary income rates, which is variable for each individual person. It's going to change based on your income. Right. So if if you're on Social Security and that's all you're receiving, your income tax rate is probably pretty low, could mm-hmm. be. So those short-term uh, capital gains may not affect you at all. Right. Um, however, if you're uh, uh, still working, you're a professional, and you have a high income, you could be paying quite a bit. Yes, you could. Uh, at your ordinary income tax you rate. Know, if, if you're in an average of 32% bracket, you're going to be paying significantly more than the person who's just on Social Security income. But So tell me a little bit about the, the short and the long and how we, how we harvest those things and use them to our advantage. Well... Just in the basics, short term is less than 12 months holding, and long term is over 12 months. Okay, so if I hold a security for more than 12 months, I have, and I have a gain or a loss, that becomes a long term right. gain or loss, depending on if I've held it for more than 12 months. And it's treated completely different from a tax perspective. Okay, all right. So that can make a big difference. If it's a long term capital gains, the tax brackets are different. Usually they're either zero if you're below a certain level or right. 15%. For most people, it's going to be in the 15%. Yeah, which is can be a lot less than your ordinary income tax rate. Yes, it can. And that, that's one of our strategies we use sometimes with people who want income and want to pay less tax on it. Yeah. So, you know, the, when we talk about losses, they first may, must be applied to gains of the same type. So short-term losses have to be applied to short-term gains. Right. Long-term losses have to be applied to long-term gains before they can be applied to the gains of any other different type. So, for example, if you have short and long-term gains, you first you must use any of the long-term losses to offset your long-term gains. Then you can reuse the remaining long-term losses to offset your short-term gains. Mm-hmm. Kind of complicated. It is. But it's important that you talk to a, a tax planner or a tax professional that can help you. Yes. One you, other you're, thing, you're very lucky if your financial advisor and your CPA get along well and everybody communicates. I we we've got good relationships with the CPA. Yes, we they, do. they usually are, are trying to help us and and we try to help them and they like it because we send them the client's data and things like that. But right. but you know it, it's important to have it, that your CPA or your tax preparer, your tax planner have a good relationship with your financial advisor so that they can communicate. Every mm-hmm. member of the team needs to be talking to one another when it comes to tax planning. Right. Now, one of the things we have to watch out for is the we call the wash sale rule. Right. We, we see this pretty often being more active traders. Uh, it, it's really important. You can get yourself in trouble if you don't look out for it. Now, the wash sale rule says basically that if I sell, if I own something for less than or if, if I sell something and I take a loss, mm-hmm. I cannot repurchase that or something substantially similar to that within 30 days. Right. Now, that we sometimes we run, run into that. Very rare we run into that uh, as active risk managers and, and technical analysis folks. Yeah, I just meant that we look out for it every day. And there's really no clear guidance on what's a substantially identical investment. It could be... You know, you've got different ETFs from different providers, different c- companies, and 
they all have a have a S and P five hundred index. Yeah, that would probably be real substantial. But you might have a uh, an S and P five hundred index, and then you repurchase a mutual fund. It's complicated, folks. You don't want to get into that without talking to a professional about those things because it really can cause you a problem, and um, it'll give you a surprise when you get your ten ninety nine the following year. Yeah, if you're worried about it, wait thirty days and you'll be clear. So I encourage folks to talk to a financial advisor or financial planner. You know, I'm reminded of the scripture in, in Jeremiah um, 29, 11. It's, it's often misquoted, but um, <laughs> we're going to share with that with you today before we wrap up. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, he declares the Lord, plans to prosper and, and prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Folks, you've been listening to the Spin Life Well Show. Uh, we have hoped you've enjoyed this, this podcast. Uh, join us next week for another update, another topic. And if you have topics you'd like us to see discussed here on the show, send us an email at info at clearvistafinancial.com, info at clearvistafinancial.com, and we'd be happy to answer it on the show. Yep. We love questions. Sounds good. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. All right. Have a great week, everyone. God bless.